0: Hello everyone, it's Miles Dawson here with a quick update from the Tech Talk team. Uh, We're going to be taking a short break from the Regular Schedule podcast and we're going to be bringing you a mini-series based on SAP migration. Now, These episodes have been recorded live, on-site, with a selection of analysts and they'll be hosted by Thomas Meyer, who is our Group Vice President for our European Research team. We will be returning to our Regular scheduled podcast in the next few weeks, but until then, thank you all for listening and over to you, Tom. Hello and welcome to this IDC special edition podcast. My name is Thomas Bayer and I'm the general manager for IDC research in Europe. And I'm joined here by our chief analyst Phil Carter. Hello, Phil. Hi, Tom. And uh, hi, everyone out there. So this is the first in a four part series of short podcasts, introducing IDC's latest research stream about how customers are modernizing their core IT systems to drive competitive advantage in the market. Now, this is triggered by SAP's S4 HANA migration
1: deadline in 2025. So, Phil, what's the background here? Well, the background is that uh, currently we have about 11,900 customers that have invested in S4 HANA globally uh, as of Q2 2019, so the last sort of uh, earnings reports from SAP. Uh, But tens of thousands are assessing when and how to move. So they're rethinking their technology landscape, the architecture and potential business outcomes associated to driving this more modern core uh, as we like to call it. So this 2025 deadline is a major milestone. SAP has indicated that they will terminate support for their SAP ERP applications that are not S4HANA in that time frame. The big question is when will the rest move and how big is the associated opportunity for the broader ecosystem to tap into all the changes uh, that are happening amongst customers out there in the market.
0: So a big compelling event coming towards everyone uh, effectively in the industry and in the world. It's a major milestone for a lot of companies. Now I'm sure as with everything, there are a lot of threats and opportunities, uh, risks and benefits. Now we've been talking to a number of end users already um, that are engaged and are looking at this. So what have we
1: learned so far, Phil? Yes, Tom. So we've actually derived five key learnings from all of those discussions. So first of all, what's clear is that there seems to be this quite significant overestimation of the maturity of the SAP customer landscape out there. Because most customers that we're speaking to are really just focusing on standardization and cust- and consolidating their existing mm-hmm. environments. I mean, we were this morning here in Copenhagen meeting one, a big SAP customer that have got multiple instances, multiple versions of SAP across different regions. And for them, a transformation and a a big migration to a new architecture is a long way away on the horizon.
0: Oh, absolutely. And it's actually interesting because there are different variants of this. So both in terms of the locations, so there's the issue of countries and having distributed systems. But obviously there's also within there those they have different versions yet again and they have different different iterations. So it sounds like this is quite complex to tackle. And there are certainly risks associated in terms of the cost and the benefits. So but let's let's talk about the other elements that, that you sort of glean through the conversation that you've had.
1: So that's yeah, so that's number one. Second one is this the twenty twenty five deadline right so but and we're seeing that that is really just a number because some COs that we're speaking to are using it to their advantage to take it to uh, this discussion to the board and say we need to come we need to move by this time frame let's create the business case let's drive this new architecture others are saying well uh, we're not really focused on it at all others are ignoring it entirely and saying well actually we're just going to carry on as is. so it's, a, it's one of those things which is, in a sense, creating a compelling event, but people are reacting to it in completely different ways. Right. So so, but if, if we
0: assume that 2025 is maintained, yeah. it is that deadline, it won't move,
1: by when do customers have to make a decision? Just yeah. so, side. I mean, our view is that if, if uh, you haven't got a plan by... Uh, 2021, then okay. you're in trouble, right? Okay. So, uh, if you're going to, if you're assuming that the 2025 deadline will be stuck to, right? right? So, uh, that, but that's why all the conversations are really kicking in now because people are thinking, okay, if I've got to plan ahead 18 months, okay. you know, this is uh, the time where I need to make the business case and have those discussions. Mm-hmm. But it links to the third key learning that we found so far, which is that there's a huge amount of information out there around technical migrations coming from SAP, from SAP partners, talking about, okay, brownfield, greenfield, selective data transition type of scenarios. And we think that's great. That's really important. But where there's a vacuum is really about best practices in terms of adoption strategies mm-hmm. for helping customers to really work out this triangulation of benefit, uh, risk, and cost uh, of moving key modules and processes and geographies to S4, with this very laser focus on outcomes, business outcomes, so that they can take that to the board. And um, so our view is that okay, get the technical migration strategy right, but then quickly move into this specific adoption strategy for you as an organization by vertical and by domain. Well, and I think we've had some interesting
0: feedback actually on that as well, where some of the the CIOs have actually thrown this back to the business units. And they're saying well you tell us where will you get the benefit right yeah exactly
1: but we so the key thing linked to that is um that this uh new iteration of erp implementations won't just be a cio driven decision and 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 project this is going to be across the broad set of business stakeholders and they all really need to buy into this sure and that links to the fourth key learning which is if if there's a big si partner coming to your door and saying You know, here's a a proposal for a multi-year big transformation project, then it's time for you to challenge those guys to say, think of this, this needs to be reset. We need to move away from this focus on time and materials-based projects that are driven by utilization uh, metrics for those SIs towards a time-to-value type of uh, approach, which is driven by iterative cycles delivered in short time frames, where we redefine the ERP uh, implementations of the future. Leads to the fifth and final key learning. Uh, keep that core clean, which I think SAP is talking about and we agree with. It's an opportunity to really modernize, to refresh, to patch, to consolidate, to standardize, but the innovation is going to drive the differentiation. Uh, And that innovation is going to come from cloud. uh, And we see S4, these migrations, as a key trigger point for multi-cloud environments being spun up across the different geographic boundaries that obviously we know are a, a key factor in ERP implementations. And so, we do believe that the choice of cloud platforms and cloud providers is going to be quite an important decision factor in terms of making this S4 uh, transition or migration a success.
0: So, that's interesting, especially because that's opening up potentially very different paths to keeping that core clean, but then adding potentially other modules around that as well. So, the customer options
1: effectively just expand. They, they bloom, they blossom and explode. Exactly. And it's not just in terms of the architecture, the delivery model. Mm-hmm. Do you go private cloud on HANA Enterprise Cloud or do you go hyperscaler? Do you move to a SaaS model, which obviously SAP is also providing? So uh, this is why there are so many questions being asked and it comes back to that point around adoption strategy. So what the, what is the right adoption strategy by industry? But so those are the Five key learnings so far, I wouldn't call them best practices yet, but that's going to be the focus for a lot of our research as part of this exciting new work stream that we've launched over the next few months. That's what we're going to be taking to market and hopefully it'll help a lot of customers in terms of uh, dealing with the questions that they're asking. That's great
0: and we've we've actually dedicated uh, quite a large uh, number of the team um, and a lot of time to to really trying to figure this out. So Phil, many thanks for sharing the insights That we've gathered so far from significant number of conversations with users over the last weeks. For everyone listening to this, stay tuned, watch out for more IDC insights on the next steps related to your journey to build the intelligent core and the opportunity for the ecosystem around it. And Bill, again, thank you for being here today.
1: Thanks for listening. Uh, Have a good day. Thank you very much, Tom, and thanks to everyone for listening. Take care.